Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to the Television Archive. Show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved medium. My name is Thomas Michael Clark, and this is Halt and Catch Fire. Today we will be discussing Season 3, Episode 10, the season finale, titled Next. Okay, this is a really, really good finale. Like, this finale, it's not the most bombastic of episodes. I'll be the first to admit that. It is not big, it is not loud. Uh, it is not the epic conclusion to this storyline of Hot and Catch Fire or whatever the typical things you'd expect from a season finale. But it does do an excellent job of drawing a definitive line in the sand. Okay, this story we've been doing for the last couple of years, the whole mutiny, McMillan utilities, blah, 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 blah storyline. It's done, and we are radically changing, uh, even beyond the time jump, we are radically changing what this show is right frickin' now. From here on out, we are doing something entirely different. From here on out, we are stepping in to bold new territory. That bold new territory being, now it is revealed, the world wide web and basically like 90% of this episode just takes place in this one building in this one room the former mutiny offices as they are discussing hey what the hell is the world wide web going to be how are we going to get on board that train uh that is in its very 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 early days uh and as a byproduct of that we get quite possibly the most uncomfortable reunion of all time <laughs> uh, because this is Joe and Gordon and Cameron and Donna and Tom all in a room together for the first time since hell since before the mutiny days <laughs> like Actually, is the, have these five characters ever been in one room together? I'm not sure they have. Anyway, uh, they're all in this one physical space. Uh, most of them have not seen each other in years. Uh, most of them have not had to deal with each other since the death of Mutiny. And now they're back, and it is super uncomfortable seeing them try to explain, exchange pleasantries and try to relate once again, but also there's this, uh, kind of awkwardness under the surface. There's all this resentment that's kind of boiling up and 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 up. Uh, <laughs> Donna and Cameron have some awkwardness building. Uh, Joe and Tom are kind of clashing a bit. Cameron and Joe had their little affair at Comdex, and that's is causing a whole ton of problems. Not to mention the fact that Gordon and Donna, they're working together for the first time since their divorce. 
Yeah. By the way, at one point in this episode, Gordon is like, I have a weird question to ask. You want to go on a date with this guy I know? <laughs> like, Gordon's trying to play matchmaker for his ex-wife, which, dude, I get that you have good intentions. You are a freaking saint. But boundaries, man. <laughs> freaking boundaries. You don't try to play matchmaker for your ex-wife. What are you doing? Uh, but they spend this entire episode discussing... Oh, by the way, uh, Cameron and Boz have a reunion on a boat. And it's really wholesome and brilliant. And they talk about Di- Diane. They talk about Tom. Uh, they talk about Space Bike. And it's just, it's really, really amazing. It's really, really fun. Uh, but anyway, they're discussing the World Wide Web... Uh, and they're basically having arguments of semantics. Like, first off, they're argu- having arguments about what the web is. Like, is it uh, connecting these four networks? Is it superseding uh, all these different networks, NSFNet or whatever? Uh, is it... Oh, by the way, that's another thing that I forgot to mention in the last episode. Gordon's still doing the NSFNet stuff. But anyway, uh, is it linking all these networks is it superseding them uh is it just some desert island that no one gives a shit about uh is it bigger than anything we've ever known before uh the answer to that last one is yes but they don't know that yet uh at this point it could really be anything and they're trying to decide like what direction should we take if we don't know what the hell this is gonna be what direction should we go with this if we don't know really what we're making. (laughs) Like, they want to do something with the internet. Uh, They know the World Wide Web is going to be a huge deal. But they're not sure what the World Wide Web is going to be, so they don't understand what their project is going to be. And so we have all these clashes of, like, you don't know what you're doing, you don't know what you're doing, this is stupid, this is stupid, this is stupid. What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? What are you doing? And then eventually, next day, Joe realizes, wait a minute. We don't have to decide what the internet is. We don't have to make a product based on what the internet is. All we have to do is build something that allows people to get to the internet. All we have to do is build a door, a.k.a. a web browser. All we have to do is use this ludicrously simple code with HTTP and HTML, like all that. All we have to do is use this ludicrously simple code. Make a web browser. Make a door. Get people on the internet. And at that point... Not our problem anymore. The second we decide what the internet is, we're done. The second we decide, uh, the second we tell people what to do with it, we're done. We don't need to figure out what this is. All we need to do is make sure people get to it. And then they do whatever the hell they want. And most everyone is like, yay, great idea. Joe's like, great idea. Yay, great idea, me. (laughs) I forgot for a second that this was Joe's idea. Uh, Gordon's like, yay, great idea. Cameron's like, yay, great idea. Donald's like, yay, great idea. And then Tom's like, yeah, this is bullshit. And 
Joe literally calls Tom out at this point and is like, hey, so your problem isn't the idea. that Your problem is me. And Tom blows up at this point and is like, yeah, you know what my problem is? I don't want Cameron to end up like Ryan. Remember Ryan? The guy who blindly followed you and then ended up killing himself? I don't want Cameron to be that. And and this, keep in mind, this is from an episode where, like literally the same episode, Tom gave a jab at Joe for the open source that killed McMillan Utilities. Uh, and also, Joe gives a jab at Tom, like, I'm I'm doing so much better after reconnecting with your wife, which is objectively a douchebag thing to say. Like, they've been kind of on each other's nerves this entire episode, and this is where it kind of blows up. And Tom's like, yeah, I don't want Cameron to end up like Ryan. You poison everything you touch. I don't want that for her. And then Joe just... Calmly stands there and is like, well, lucky for us, wives don't get a vote. And then big fight breaks out. Then Tom just leaps at him and they start tussling on the ground. Uh, This fight breaks up, thankfully. And then Joe literally falls through the floor. Uh, Because this building is... Not structurally sound. Uh, There was a massive earthquake between the mutiny days and now that made it incredibly unstable. And the impact of Joe basically getting thrown on the floor was enough to force him through the ground and into the basement. So, yeah. Joe is an injured man. Uh, Luckily, he only breaks his arm. Thank God. That could have gotten way worse. Uh, He breaks his arm, and Gordon's like, okay, look. This personal shit needs to stop. This is exactly what the problem is with with Cardiff, with Mutiny, with everything. Uh, If you don't air out this personal garbage, we're done before we even start. And then, like, you know, the next day, everyone pretty much, like, pretty much it's universal apologies all around. Uh, Tom apologizes to Cameron for not trusting her. Uh, At one point earlier in the episode, Tom was going through Cameron's emails. So there's that. Uh, Because he suspected, what we already know, that Cameron and Joe had an affair and Cameron is a cheating bitch. Uh, Tom apologizes to Joe for how out of line he got. Joe apologizes to Tom as well. They're friends now. Well, okay, they hate each other less now. I wouldn't call them friends. Uh, But everything's amicable. Uh, Joe, Gordon, Donna, and Joe... I can't talk. Joe, Cameron, Donna, Gordon, all back in. And then Camera comes up to Donna and is like, Hey, so... Look, I remember everything that went down with Mutiny. Which, by the way, I forgot. Apparently, it got rebranded Mnet at some point in the last four years before it got fully dead. Oops. 
Uh, but Cameron flat out says to Donna, I remember what happened four years ago. I chose this meeting spot because I didn't want to forget. I-, I chose for the four of us, the five of us, I guess, to meet in the mutiny offices because I didn't want to forget. Uh, I-, I And for a second, I almost did forget. And I almost was happy that I had my friend back. But then I remembered just how horrible you are and just how easily you discard everyone in your way. Uh, I still kind of despise you for everything that went down four years ago. But here's the thing. I also really like this project and want to work on it. In other words, Cameron just pushed out Donna. Cameron basically just said, yeah, uh, you're not allowed on the project that you started. Go away. Which is such poetic justice. I'm literally just realizing now, Cameron is doing to Donna what Donna did to Cameron four years ago. How did I not think of that until right now? Like, that scene, it is poetry. Donna... Pushed Cameron out of mutiny. Her project. And now Cameron's pushing Donna out of this. Her project. So now Donna feels the pain of I started this and now I'm getting pushed out. In fact, honestly, it would shock me if that's not exactly what was going through the character's head. Wow, that is... How did I not know this until two minutes ago? How did I not pick up on this until two minutes ago? That is beautiful, beautiful poetry of storytelling. That's uh, poetic and brilliant and genius. I I love, I love that little twist. I love that little bit of poetry in there. Uh, That was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, But anyway, Donna's pushed out. She cries in her car for a bit. Uh, then takes out her phone and is like, Hey, I need to get on a flight to Switzerland. And I need to meet with CERN when I get there. Now, I should mention earlier in this episode, they did talk about CERN. And CERN is basically a nuclear research organization that also happens to be the birthplace of the World Wide Web. In other words, Donna's basically saying, well, if I can't do this with Joe, Cameron, and Gordon, if they don't want me to work with them, I will work on my own to do some internet stuff. F you guys, now I'm working against you. Shit! My god, that is brutal. (laughs) That is absolutely brutal. Uh, Cameron and Donna, they are badass, cold-hearted bitches. (laughs) In this show, part of the reason I love Halt and Catch Fire is it portrays the very real dynamic. That, uh, men weak, women strong. Uh, in my experience, 
That has mostly been the case. I'm just saying. It is a great... It, it never gets credit as this, but it is a great female empowerment show. Because the most badass, ruthless characters are, are, are women. And the most dumbass characters are men. <laughs> uh, it is so, so delightful. Uh, and then we get our ending. Uh, where Cameron, Joe, and Gordon are all sitting around this computer... Uh, starting their work on this browser, connecting to the World Wide Web. So we have our original trio working together once again. Yay! Our original three protagonists, our original trio of computer people are now in the same room working on the same project for the first time since the Cardiff days. How wonderful. How absolutely freaking wonderful. Man, this season was so good. It was absolutely phenomenal. I love literally everything about it. It was such a brilliant end to the mutiny storyline. Also a brilliant beginning to this storyline about the World Wide Web that will take us all the way to the show's conclusion. Uh, it is every bit as brilliant as season two, if not more so. Uh, it is absolutely incredible. 10 out of 10 material once again. Another amazing season from Halt and Catch Fire. And man, that's uh, our third season of four. We are now into the final season of Halt and Catch Fire. Uh, starting next week, we will be talking about the very last set the very last installment of halt and catch fire episodes race to the finish get ready because oh boy uh the way this show wraps up i will not spoil anything but it is it's kind of incredible i'm not gonna lie uh if you like this favorite the podcast anchor.fm slash tv archive so that you can be here Every single Monday through Friday, as we go through every single episode of this and other shows. And you can find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's the simplest, just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I'll play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Or, if that doesn't work for you, you can also support the show directly via Anchor. I appreciate that as well. Uh, On Monday, we will be discussing Season 4, Episode 1. Talk to you then.